ne- next time you're at HAB, just take your arm on that chicken broth and just rake all of it in your cart. It's like 23 cents a can or something like that. Just, just rake it off. And they're going, what is up with chicken broth? We're going to storm the stores and rack up some chicken broth in this house. Amen. I've already taken mine out for my feast. And so y'all need y'all to, just kidding. No, I don't do that. I would not do that. I love that we are a church that sees ourselves as a church for the city and that we are always looking for ways to partner. So, someone has, has, has asked us, you know, about um, our missions philosophy and how we determine. Hey, listen, from, from day one, our, our missions philosophy at night, are you sitting down for this? Our missions philosophy at 1910 is very, very complex. I mean, there's all sorts of algorithms and flow charts and DNA tests that we put people through. And here's what we've come up with. Here's our missions philosophy. Wherever the spirit of God is at work, that's where we want to be. <laughs> it's really that easy, right? And so that's just us. That's kind of who we are and the raw and the real and but that's where we just love partnering with. And Hill Country Daily Bread is one of those organizations that we love and have, have partnered with for, for so long, along with so many other groups and, and organizations. So I'm glad you guys are here. Are you glad you made it today? Come on, listen. Hey, come on. God's not finished with us, right? We're still here and there's work to be done. And, uh, and uh, so I'm excited to share. I believe uh, that God has a great word for you today. And so I hope that you are ready to... Uh, um, hear and receive from him. We love to pray for works of God across our city, uh, in this region and around the world. And, and we specifically pray for churches. Oftentimes today, I I, I'm going to ask you, and I've done this to you before. I want to ask you to think of a pastor's name. I want you to think of a pastor. Maybe it was a, a, a pastor that maybe you, 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 grew up with or another friend of yours that you know or somebody. I want you to think of a pastor's name today as we pray. And you're going to pray for that pastor specifically. So in a room this size, and for those of you that are watching us online, by the way, can we just welcome our online audience today? Thank you guys for being with us today. I, I met somebody uh, this last week uh, live and in person, and, and, and he had never seen me live and in person. And and you know what he said to me? He said, um, you're bigger in person. Grace, what do you do with that? And, and I said, you know, normally I've been told that the camera puts like 10 pounds on you. So what does that mean? Me live and in person is all about, right? So that's okay. We, uh, we cast that demon out of that man and he is now running. Rejo- just kidding. Just kidding. So. But no, seriously, I want us to pray. Those of you that are watching us online, uh, just we're, we're glad you're here, uh, are there, and, but with us. And we pray that the Spirit of God would invade your environment as well today and that you would just receive a, a word from, from him. But, but I want us to pray for a pastor. You got one coming to your mind? And don't just pray. I want to pray for the pastor at the so-and-so church. No, 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 no. I want you to think of a name. Come on, a name. A name of a pastor. <clears throat> That's going to be standing up today and declaring the word of the Lord. Listen, I need not remind you that we live in days and times in which the gospel of Jesus Christ is needed. Are you with me there? We need Jesus. He is the answer. You're going to hear all about that today. But, but we need pastors, men and women right now, that will stand today boldly and unashamedly and declare 
Jesus. Are you with me? We need the Holy Spirit to invade every house of worship, every gathering of believers, every home that's dialed in right now. We need a visitation of the presence of God. Are you with me there? We need that. We need that. So we're going to pray for those that God has called to step out and speak on his behalf today. Okay. That the word would not return void. That heaven would grow today and hell would be torqued off. Is that all right? Got a pastor's name? You ready? If you're ready, say, I am. If you're not, say, give me a few more minutes. Okay, good. We're going to pray. Let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you, first of all, for being a God that's worth singing about, lifting our hands about, and singing how great, how great you are. You are great. Come on, church. You believe that? You just sang it. Do you believe it? You are great. Your name is the name above all names, and you are, it is right for us to lift it high and to worship that name, the name of Jesus. Lord, today I want to pray for pastors that will stand in front of gathered crowds or some that might just still be in front of a video camera. And I pray today that as they open up the word of God, And as they let the Holy Spirit speak through it, Lord, I am praying that today would be a day of salvation. Today would be a day of transformation. I'm praying that today would be a day of population where heaven grows and hell continues to remember that it's defeated. That pastors would boldly stand unashamedly and declare the truth. God, I pray that as they do that, that that your spirit would anoint and flow and do what they humanly are incapable of. Lord, there's nothing unique or special about us, but it's simply us opening our lives up for you to speak through today. God, I do believe that you've got big plans for this day. We're here. There's still a word There's still a call and a challenge. And so, Lord, whatever you had in mind when you created this day and gave it to us, would you bring it to reality? Would you make it happen? Would you make it be? So I pray anointing, boldness, clarity, confidence to, to invade every pastor today. And may we give you the glory in advance for all that you're going to do. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Everybody said amen. Can we just give God a round of applause right now for what he's going to do? Come on, he's going to do something. Come on. Is that a golf clap? Or you got to, come on, you got like a, you got like your football team one clap? Come on, you got to clap for like the king of kings today? Come on. He's worthy. He's worthy. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Woo! Ray, let's give it up for Ray. He's got, he's got an Oakland A's hat on. Thank you, bro. Come on, let's just give me, give me a hug. I don't care what they say. Let's go. Do what I want to do up here. Love you, buddy. Let's get up for Ray right there. How about it, huh? Hallelujah. Man, I feel like I'm at Gillies or something right now. There's like so smoky. In this. Picking up strangers. Let me tell you about the dangers. Hey, that's prophetic. Was that not? 
Was that Johnny Paycheck? Come on, somebody. That is all y'all are going to remember right now. Whew. All right, let's shift gears. Let's call a timeout. You ready? Here we go. Let's shift gears. <laughs> Urban cowboy. Okay, let's stop it. Here we go. Oh, wow. Holy moly. You know, they say some of us carry the physical resemblance of our parents. Now, I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse for you, but I'm kind of proud that I resemble my father. You don't see it? Why are you laughing? You're jealous. All right, this probably is more accurate. This is really his. <laughs> I'm just missing the broga pants today. I should have wore those, but they say that we as kids bear the resemblance of our parents. And some of you, that's a good thing. And some of you are going, oh, why'd you have to remind me? Right? There is always cosmetic surgery available, I guess, if you're, if you're looking for that. Not only do we necessarily, or just bear maybe the physical resemblance of our parents, but let's just be real. Some of us act like them too, don't we? And you remember when you were growing up, you said, I'm never going to be like my mom or my dad, right? Come on, let me see your hands. Come on, liars, get your hands up. We, we all said that. I hope I just don't. But the reality is some of us still carry some of those same mannerisms. We think the same way. Some of you act like your mom or your dad, don't you? Yeah, they make TV commercials about it now, right? I can't remember what what they're promoting, but I love the coach, the life coach, and he's got these adults and he's trying to not let them be like their parents, you know? Hey, put your John Hancock. Oh, we don't need to call it John Hancock. We just need a signature. You know, he's just reminding people that, you know, things of that such. So, um, but but we, we love it when our kids carry on our characteristics and imitate us when, when, when they're demonstrating how we love people and how we're caring and compassionate. But what about those moments at Walmart when they're just acting like banshees, when they are throwing temper tantrums and they're, well, they're acting like their mother in those moments, are they not? Right? Right, Harvey? Harvey, be careful. She's sitting right next to you. And um, yeah, Hey, listen, for, 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 for both the good and the bad, listen, our kids bear our image. Oof. And that can be a scary thing for some of us, right? Some of y'all are going, oh man, I just wish he would talk about tithing instead of my kids being <laughs> like me today. But uh, just hang in there with me. It's going to get really good. I promise. Okay. But, but in the good and the bad, our kids are the bearers of our image. They they, they not necessarily just look like us, but sometimes they, they act like us, right? And uh, today I want us to, to talk a little bit about that, you know, about being image bearers. We kicked off a series last weekend called NIL. Um, that stands in the dictionary means nothing. So this is a series on, not on nothing. It's on something, but we're looking at it from the name, image, and likeness perspective that is now popular in college athletics. Okay. Today, college athletes finally can be paid for their name, promoters to use their name, advertisers to use their image or, or companies to, to promote their likeness. And we talked a little bit about that last week that, 
You know, there's a quarterback in Austin that's worth $4 million for promoting things such as Wrangler jeans, right? Yeah. Um, there, there's a gymnast at LSU that that's about worth about $2.3 million and just for performing on the mat and on the parallel bars and doing what gymnasts do. So for you parents that spend weekends at Bernie gymnastics, there is hope (laughs) that one day it will all pay off, right? So you might want to treat your kids well right now, just so that they remember us as we, as we age a little bit. NIL, college athletes, teenagers, young adults making money based solely on who they are, what they look like, or what they act like, right? Name, image, likeness. We talked about last week that we believe that there's an NIL for, for us to consider in this thing called the church. There's, there, there is a name that we talked about last week. And, and, and by the way, it is the name that is above every other name. It is the name that probably gets more airtime and promotion. It is the name that still probably for the majority of people around the world carries um, uh, a favorable response. Now, the people who bear his name sometimes don't carry favorable responses, but his name, the name of Jesus, still, it will be in lights over the next several, a couple of months, it will be represented. We'll sing about it. We'll tell about it. You'll send cards with his name on. I mean, the name of Jesus. We talked about that name last week, right? And listen, we talked about the significance of that name. Listen, that name means that he has the power to save your life, to deliver you, to heal you, and to restore you. Listen, that name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus, brings about radical transformation if we will let it work in our lives. Are you with me there? Come on, somebody. Wow, that name. Well, today I want us to look at the I, and I want us to talk about image image. When, 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 when I was growing up, there was a, an image that I, I wanted to be like Mike. You remember that? And I thought, he, he, I remember when, when Michael Jordan began to promote Gatorade. And I thought, man, if I drank the Gatorade, I'd be able to jump out of the gym like him. <laughs> or if I bought his shoes, I should have wore those today. That would have been great. Uh, not a clash with my shirt, but that's okay. But if I bought the shoes, I could be able to play ball. I I heard somebody tell me, remind me of a story. Uh, Jordan was interviewed recently and, and somebody asked Michael Jordan and said, Hey, do you think you and your Chicago Bulls could beat LeBron and his Los Angeles Lakers? And Jordan said, yeah, I think we could beat them. And the reporter said, really? Well, how much do you think you would beat them by? Jordan said, Oh, I think we'd beat them by three points. Only three points? I said, yeah, because we're all in our 60s. Some of y'all will get that later. Um, but I thought, I, if I could just, that was the image that I wanted to live up to. I wanted, or hey, listen, us as little boys, some of us have favorable images of, of our dads, maybe, or of a grandfather or some other coach figure, whatever. And we're like, man, we would love to be, this thing, image, is a big deal. Big deal. Today, I want us to look at the Bible. You guys okay with that, right? I want us to look at this idea of image. And I want you to come to see today that you bear the image of God. 
It's found in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter one, the very first chapter. We know that we read in the first chapter of Genesis that we read the creation story. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, and there's the descriptors of there, the first 25 verses there of what's happening in, 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 in all of history. And by the way, God created everything. It wasn't some big cosmic collision, some big bang. Come on, even scientists, if they're gut honest with themselves and not trying to sell a book or make money, they'll even acknowledge that, listen, what we experience is, listen, it's not just by accident. There is, there is divine intellect behind it all. Are you with me there. But in verse 26, I want you to know that everything's created, but there's still something missing. Day one, it's good. Day two, it's good. Day three, it's good. Day four, it's good. Day five, it's good. But I want to read to you what happens day six. Beginning in verse 26, God said, let us make human beings in our image. In whose image? God's image. In our image, God says, I want to make human beings in our image. Let us make them to be like us. Human beings were created in the image of God to be like him. They will reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the livestock and all the wild animals on the earth and even the small animals that scurry along the ground. What kind of animal would that be? Anybody? Yeah, something. So God created human beings in his own image. Did you see that? God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And you need to know that after this day six of creation, God looked back on it and said, now it is very good. Listen, for someone listening here today live, or watching uh, via technology, yes, it's hard. Um, I want you to know that as a human being, you are the pinnacle of creation. You're the pinnacle of creation. Now we don't act like it sometimes, do we? But we're the pinnacle. I want you to know that when God looks at all things he created, he looks at you and says, ah, yeah, there he is. There she is. You're the pinnacle of creation. Now, listen, it's also important, I think, before we dive in too much further, for me just to remind us of something. It says that God created them, both male and female, in his image. Both male and female. There is not one male or one female that has more of the image of God than the other. They have both been created in the image of God. Not one is exalted above the other, nor is one depreciated. Are you with me there? They both have been created in the image of God. Some of you wives just threw some bows at your husband, didn't you? And broke a rib. There you go. Be careful because he's missing one because... You were made from that, right? But not one is exalted over the other. And that's hard for us because some of us, I'm just trying to present the word of God. If you have difficulty with that, come talk to me. No, don't talk to me. Talk to him. He wrote it. Anyway, but they both have been created in the image of God. Wow. Neither sex is exalted. Neither sex is sub than the other, right? So what does this mean then? 
that we've been created in the image of God. Now we live in a day and a time in which we think we are God sometimes, right? Right, we're gonna play God, right? That's not what it says. It says they were created to be like us is what God said, like us, not us, but like us. What does it mean then for us to be created in the image of God? See, aren't you glad I'm not preaching on tithing today or sin? We'll talk about that in just a few minutes, but, but what that means is this speaks guys to who we are. Being created in the image of God speaks to value that you hold. Come on, somebody. You're worth something. Now, other people this week might have been used by the devil to send you a conflicting message, but I want you to know you've been created in the image of God. That means you're worth something. When he says you're created in the image of God, it speaks to what you're capable of. When, you, when it says that you're created in the image of God, it speaks of a purpose that God has. Come on, God didn't just create because he was bored. He creates with purpose. And there's a purpose on your life. There's a reason you're here. And that's what I'm so excited to share with you today. You are created in the image of God. Wow. So what does that mean for us then? You know, there's a, there's a Latin term called imago Dei. That means the image of God. And does that not just knowing and reading and hearing that God created us like him, does that not just overwhelm you? Guys, to think that God has, has shown us his beauty, God has shown us his great love, God has shown us great grace, he's, he's, he's shown us justice, God has, has acted with compassion and forgiveness and kindness. Does, does that not mean, is that not humbling? But being created in the image of God, check this out, that means that we're meant to reflect those same things of God to the world around us. You've been created in the image of God, not just to throw it out at the water cooler tomorrow or up and down the hallway and act like big man or big woman on campus. No, you've been created in the image of God because God wants you to be a reflection to the world in which you live in as to who he is. The way that God has loved you, check this out, image bearer, Imago Dei, you need to reflect that. Hey, check this out, Imago Dei, the same grace and mercy and forgiveness that God has given you, and aren't you thankful for that? Come on, somebody. You ought to wave a holy hanky right now because you know you're thankful for grace and mercy and forgiveness. We ought to show that to other people, Imago Dei. You see, you're not just an accountant. You're not just a banker. You're not just a middle school student or a high school student. You're not just a stay-at-home mom or dad. You're not just a coach or a teacher. You're not just a judge or a lawyer. You're not just, listen, you're, you are Imago Dei, the image of God that far supersedes any other thing you will ever do in your life. Don't miss this today, guys. Don't miss this. And so the next time somebody or something starts chirping in your ear and trying to speak less and downgrade you or, or, or depreciate you or to, to make you feel, you say, you don't know the word. 
you don't know how God views me. I am Imago Day. And I love that. It, listen, you need to know this about you too. There, there is nothing else created that has the capacity to have relationship with God like you. We talked about this morning, if we don't worship and cry out, the rocks will. I'm telling you, you're better than a rock. And some of y'all act like it sometimes, but you're, you're better. God views you greater than a rock. The beautiful mountains or the incredible peace of the ocean waves. Listen, those things are incredible. But I'm telling you, there is nothing that has the capacity for relationship with God than we do. We have the relationship opportunity that no other created thing can. Come on, a frog? Are you kidding me? No, you are Imago Day. We've been created in his image. Guys, that ought to humble us. That ought to fill us with gratitude to think that we're special and that God wants to fellowship with us. Hallelujah. You are special. And God desires nothing more than to have relationship and fellowship with you. Don't miss that moment. Don't miss this. Well, it's not just you. But listen, when, when, when he created them all, he created mankind to have fellowship and relationship. He created all of us for the, to have this opportunity to get to know him more and at a greater level. Even people that, who sometimes don't act like Imago Day. They don't represent it well or live up to that standard. Um, can, can, can I just remind you that when Jesus was crucified on the cross, there were, there were two other people, one on each side of him, that were, were crucified that day also. And they were labeled as what? Thieves. I, I, I think somehow we have come to a place in our life to think that, that, that there are some people that are not created in the image of God. And, and we base that on, on decisions they made, choices they've made, how they act, function, operate, maybe on who their parents were or, or whatever. And can I just encourage us to be, be very, very careful. <laughs> be very careful of that. Because all of us have probably made some decisions in our lifetime, have we not? That have not been adequate reflections of the image of God. Come on, who am I talking to? You better get your hands up right now. There have been times probably in all of our lives in which we've made some decisions that we know God did not desire for us to make. We've said something about someone. We've treated someone a certain way. We've acted a certain way. But I want you to know that it doesn't say that just certain types of people are created in the image of God. God says, let's make human beings. So can I tell you something then? Imago Dei has no racial lines. It has no political lines. 
Imago Dei has no um, what part of the country you live in lines or what nation you're from. Imago Dei has no socioeconomic lines or barriers. If you are human, check this out. You are an image bearer. Now, clap, clap, clap. But stop. But that's a lot of pressure on us too, though, isn't it? Because sometimes, let's just be real, we don't show an accurate reflection as to who God is. I wonder why people think that God is angry and mad at them. I think I know why. Because there's some image bearers in this room that have acted that way towards them. I wonder why people think God's Republican. Or why God's anti-West Coast. Or why God is so sad that Bernie Texas is gone forever. Or that I-10 is still under construction. Now, there are some things that are still true, right? I mean, listen, I know there's a group of men from Man U that could go and finish I-10 construction project right now. Not afraid to get out there and work, 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 work. Let, we, we will work. Work. What am I talking about? Oh, image bearers means all mankind. All right, I need you to listen to me right now, okay? You're not a drug addict, you're an image bearer. Your Imago Day. You're not a porn addict. Your Imago Day. You're not a cheater. Your Imago Day. You are not lazy. Your Imago Day. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Now, sin has marred and flawed Imago Dei, has it not? We've been created in the image of God, but this thing called sin has corrupted it and distorted how we reflect him. Does that make sense to you right now? But I want you to know something today. That sin has never been God's plan for your life. Imago Dei has been. Image bearer, reflection of who he is. And I'm just wondering, maybe so many people have a distorted view as to who God is because we've jacked that up. Hey, what would happen if we begin to right the wrongs and correct some views that we've portrayed to people? Can we do something different? Can we live differently? Can we show them a different perspective as to who our fathers is? That's what image bearers do, right? Reflect the father. For some of us today, there might be some things we need to cut out. For some of us, we need to stop believing that this is who we're always going to be. And listen, we've got to learn to view people that way. We must learn to view people as the image bearers of God and treat them with the love of Jesus. 
Are you with me? Shame on us for seeing them as less than what Genesis 1 calls them. Uh, but pastor, you, I know what they've, you're right. You, you may know what they've done, but let me just remind you, God knows what you did too. <laughs> and he didn't write you off and he didn't label you this, that, or that. He still says that is somebody that I love dearly. I love them so much. I'm sending my son, my one and only because you're worth it. You are worth it. I told you this is better than a tithing sermon today, right? You're valuable and you're worth it. You mean something. And how you view you, if it's anything less than image bearer, push that delete button right now. And I want you to walk in how you were created to walk. Don't you be listening to what other people say you are. Don't you let them define you. You let your creator define you. Are you with me today? You let him speak worth. You let him speak value. You let him speak purpose over your life. Man, that's the image I want. Image bearer. What kind of price tag do you put on that? That's worth more than four million to know that the creator of the universe made you and you can bear his image. Whoo. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Well, I, I want you to know that there's one last slide that I think I have for you to, to look at today before we sing and let you go. Can we go back, guys? I want you to know that your worth and value are from God and you're called to reflect his image. You're worth something. Don't let other people speak anything less than this over you. That. I saw this, check this out, when I was a little boy in Sunday school years ago. I saw this and it forever changed my life. Now, I still struggle with remembering that sometimes, but I loved the simple message of that. You're worth something. Does that speak to you right now like it did me as a young child? I'm worth something. I am somebody. Because God didn't bake junk. I think heaven today is wanting you to walk in your real identity. Not in the identity that the world has placed on you or what others have said about you. Hey, 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 listen, these, these, these athletes are being paid based on what other people say about them and what other advertisers and promoters think about them. Can I just encourage you with something? Don't live your life from that perspective. I, I hate to burst your bubble right now, but all of those friends you have in the social media world and those people that follow you and thumbs up and heart everything you post, I'm telling you, be careful because if they're for you one day, they could be against you the next. In fact, hey, hey, take a stand on the word of God and just watch how your followership declines. Or, 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 or just say something that, that goes against what culture tells us and just watch your social media following 
following drop off. Listen, um, image bearers see their value based on who God says they are, not by what the acclaims and the applause of other people say. Because that is shifting sand, man. That is not stable. And it will, you're in one day and you're out the other. You know, we, we, we write people off because of their age or an illness or a disability or, or, or so many other things. I'm telling you, they're image bearers and they're worth something and they're valuable. Don't base your life on image except for the image that heaven says you are. You, you don't have these verses. This is just extra. But I just wanna, I wanna speak some words from God's word over you today. Is that okay? I want you to see yourself the way he sees you. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. Can we just be real right now? Did anybody this week have somebody say, can I just tell you something? You're Picasso. You're a Van Gogh. You're a masterpiece. Was anybody this week called a masterpiece? No. But can I just tell you something? Scripture says you are that. You're God's masterpiece. What makes me his masterpiece? Listen, he created us anew in Christ Jesus. Can I just tell you something today? You've got a negative view of you, bad self-image, or you're listening to the voices of too many. Can I just tell you something? Jesus is the answer. You need to see yourself the way that Jesus sees you. And you, if you need a course adjustment, if you need an attitude shift or change, I'm telling you, let Jesus do that for you right now. He's the answer. You're a masterpiece. God's created you to be that. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. Check this out. So that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So you're an image bearer. You're an image bearer because of what God, how God sees you and what Jesus has done for you. And check this out. That gives you purpose. There are things that he's created for you to do. Woo! So those of you today say, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know who I am. I'm telling you, stop that right now. Your purpose are those things that God created for you to do long ago. And you bear his image. That's who you are. You look and you should act. You should reflect him. And by the way, just a little movie trailer for next Sunday. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. That's who you've been created to be. Are you marred by sin, some poor decisions? Are you marred by a past that you're not proud of? I'm telling you, lay it at the altar today. Lay it aside. Let him take everything and create you anew. Jesus is the answer. Would you stand with me today? We're going to sing and we're going to worship. And I want to invite you to come and just lay things at the altar today and pray if you need to. I'm going to be here. Lord Jesus, have your way in this moment in our lives. In Jesus' name.